It's 2023, baby! <laughs> Another year of Paleobites. Another year of awesomeness. Uh, unless, for whatever reason, I decide to put this show on a definite hiatus like I did with my other show, The Ritwit. You never know, this show is not my income. This show does not make a profit, guys! I do this as a hobby! But if you'd like the show to make a profit, you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. There you can find bonus content for Paleobites, a little bit for the Ritwit, but mostly Paleobites. We usually discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals for the Paleobites Patreon. And this month we're talking about, once again, everyone's favorite dinosaur movie, Pacific Rim. They said that the Kaiju trial one was the dinosaur, so it counts. And yes, we talked about this last January, but we're talking about it again this January. And every January from here on out. Because, damn it, it's an awesome movie, it's my favorite movie, and it's the best dinosaur movie of all time. So check it out. Links in the description for you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. Have a lovely day and a wonderful and happy new year! Roar! Growl! Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like a fat stegosaurus, is bloated and stupid. <laughs> My name's Matthew Dahl, and each week I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts. Talk about and rate and geos a prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week they're joined by someone who is the opposite of bloated and stupid. Oh, thanks. And is actually quite slender and smart <laughs> it's christina eilert how are I, you i am a rotating set of guest hosts yeah <laughs> well, one you're well, one of the sets that's rotating yes yes so i mean i'm good like what you're trying to claim all the guest co-hosts i mean i don't know okay there we go dinosaur related question if you could send any of the other guest co-hosts to be eaten by a dinosaur or send a dinosaur after one of any of them which one would you pick oh okay well i'm trying to think because we have what also, I guess send them after them. You could also be to sending eat them. Or... Well, that's the thing. You could you could be intending for them to eat, but also it could be like a challenge. Like, which one do you think might get away too? Or which, which one do you think would you want dead of all my oh, friends? No. Or which one do you think could just use the challenge and might get away? Oh, that's a really good question. So, so we have what Matt. We have Laura, Matt Seifert's been on a few of them. Have... Laura Owsley. We have Lexi Ryan. We have. Uh, you have Natasha Crack. Mm. She could handle any of them. I feel like Natasha could handle it, and then Lexi could like send some cool like quips at it, and maybe yeah. she could like verbally whip- whiplash the dinosaur. That could, that could work, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, we have Stephen Currow. Stephen, I love you. You're gonna get at by a dinosaur. Oh no! <laughs> you could not handle it. But to be fair, I'm not saying I couldn't either. Yeah, like, I would get eaten too. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably just like have a heart attack, honestly, and fall over. Oh yeah. Wouldn't I'll... get to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Moore. She would get eaten. Oh. <laughs> Alan Brooks, he would get eaten. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. So, you know. Let's see. Matt Seibert would definitely get eaten. He would <laughs> he would put up a good fight, but he would get eaten. <laughs> like, yeah. So <laughs> Well, there you have And it. I would get eaten. But yeah, no, Lexi and Natasha. Natasha especially. Yeah, Natasha would, could probably hold her own. You're right. Lexi could handle it on the quip front, but yeah. but uh Natasha would would wrestle one barehanded oh, and yeah, just be for like, sure. <laughs> just take it by the throat and be like, hey, you, don't mess with me. Just throw it away. <laughs> the dinosaur runs away in a panic. She like pulls out like a potion out of her pocket and it's like some really interesting plant that she can use to like destroy the dinosaur. You destroy like, the dinosaur. Poison or it or something. Poison or... it or like, I just, I just imagine just getting a full on knife and just, yeah. just being like, hey, you see this? <laughs> no. She's like crocodile and, the, and then the dinosaur just goes <laughs> runs yep. away, terrified out of its mind. Oh, for sure. So you're right, Natasha. That's the best one. Yeah. 
Well, it depends on what's nicer you send, though. If you send one of these things that Drake are after, then you're pretty good, I think. It'll, it'll be fine. Anyone would be fine. Even Matt, Cyber. Yeah. <laughs> because here, let me... Oh, actually, no. 8 to 10 feet long. Maybe not. I don't know. Hold on. Uh, we'll get to it, though. It's So, Drake Raptor, it means Dragon Thief. Mm. Uh, type is actually not a dromaeosaurid like the ones we were saying, like the other raptors. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a coelophysid theropod, a group of primitive, primitive meat-eating dinosaurs that were among the first of all dinosaurs. What? Yeah, hold on. Let me get you a picture because I'm assuming you have no idea what this no, thing looks like. No, I so. don't. Why? So why are they all thieves, though? Why are they all thieves? There seems to be like a theme. Of... Well, it just it just sounds cool for oh. a dinosaur. I mean, there's there's also a lot of sauruses. Here we go. Okay, cool. Got some little fuzzies on it. Yep, got a little fuzz. Yeah, so. What? Fun Dracoraptor facts for kids. Okay. <laughs> Why is it always kids? Uh, like, humans love, like, humans. <laughs> people, adult men, adult people love dinosaurs, too. Why is it just kids? I mean, I don't Dinosaurs know. belong to the world. Like, yeah, people don't always outgrow dinosaurs. It's like, who do you like think all scientists are? Do you think I, <laughs> I'm the result of someone who was into dinosaurs as a kid and never outgrew it. <laughs> Yeah, same here. I was always about death. (laughs) Yeah, and look at us. Look how successful we are. I mean, isn't it also like an autistic, like, hyper-focus, too? That's true. It's either dinosaurs or trains, (laughs) us autistic people. Right? (laughs) Actually, I had a really good conversation with Lexi about this, because she thought she was autistic, and she took a diagnosis and found out she wasn't. Oh. Well, part of the reason is that she gets hyper-focused on certain things. But the thing about autistic people versus other people get hyper-focused on things Autistic people don't tend to focus on fandoms as much as non-people. Because, like, Lexi was a big Harry Potter fan. Ah. She was a big Game of Thrones fan as that went on. She was a big Lord of the Rings fan. That's interesting. But, like, autistic people tend to focus more on more broad things like planes or dinosaurs Mm. or or trains or cars or, like... Creepy things. Creepy things. Or just, like, animals. Like, Mm. things that aren't really a fandom. Like, they're not a property. So... Space, you know. We're not just nerds, is what you're saying. Yeah, we are <laughs> nerds, but <laughs> not in the typical sense, maybe. Yeah, Lexi was going to be the one to talk about this because uh, we'll get into it. it's uh, why, but um, it, this involves a lot of extinction events. So, Forgive me, Lexi. <laughs> well, no, she didn't want this one anymore. So oh. she she wanted oh, so me I'm to just hand it the up. Sloppy seconds. No, yeah, y- yes, yes, you are. <laughs> that, yeah. That's okay. Enjoy your slop. I think uh, being a second to Lexi, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Ah, no, your eyes are all equal in my eyes. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, Lexi's really cool, though. She is really cool. Lexi, hope you're listening and, and hope you're enjoying Boston. Seems to be you are based on your Instagram. <laughs> all right, so, so time. This is early Jurassic, 201 to 199 million years ago. This is early, early Jurassic we're wow. talking about. Like, right on the cusp of the Triassic-Jurassic border. Okay. So... I say as if I understand any of what you just said. You know there's Triassic, <laughs> Jurassic, Cretaceous? I do. So this is right at the, the the end of the Triassic and the very beginning of the Jurassic. Okay. So uh, it was described in 2016. Mm. Pop culture appearances. There was one in the in Dinosaur Train, season five, that goes by the name of Drew. Speaking of dinosaurs and trains. <laughs> yes, exactly. How adorable. <laughs> I love that if all else fails, I can usually find an obscure dinosaur species in this preschool-aimed CGI show. Mm. That or Jurassic World again. Like one or the other has them. That's cool. Dinosaur Train's really cool. It has like a bunch of different... I'll bet Jake knows about it if it's like preschool theme. It is preschool theme, but man, it teaches kids some obscure dinosaurs. And wow. I love that. That's so, cool. Yeah. A lot of topics should be open towards, you know, earlier learners. Exactly. Exactly. So 
So everyone knows the big dinosaur mass extinction, right? Mm-hmm. The KPG extinction, or the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction, where the big fat meteor crashed into Yucatan and really messed up a bunch of crap for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, did you know that dinosaurs did not have to deal with one of the six great mass extinctions, but two? No, I didn't know that. And what's more, the, this one actually helped them. <laughs> Wait, okay. There could be some argument that two mass extinction helped them, because the first of which was the mass extinction number three of six. Uh, the Permian extinction, infamously known as the Great Dying, because it wiped out 95% of all life on Earth. Whoa. Yeah. This was a terrible time for the world, the worst mass extinction in all of prehistory, and consequently wiped out a bunch of creatures that dominated the Earth. This, in turn, however, paved the way for the evolution of the dinosaurs in the following period. Ah. I'll be as late in the Triassic after a hodgepodge menagerie of other creatures, such as crocodiles and synapsids, tried their best to take a foothold. Mm-hmm. The Triassic had some weird creatures. There could be a whole documentary series on just the Triassic alone. Mm-hmm. Is there something like giant bipedal herbivorous crocodiles? Okay. There's like one. That's like a weird combination of words. There's some that like have <laughs> sailbacks. There's like uh, big mammal-like reptiles, synapsids that were like the size of African elephants. Oh my gosh. There were uh, little dinosaurs that scurried in the trees. There's one called Scansuroteryx or something like that, that it, it glided with not its front limbs, but its hind limbs. It okay. just spread its legs out like a whore and like oh, just no. flew from from tree to tree with Wait, good for you. Yeah. I just <laughs> Like Halloween shouldn't be your excuse to be slutty, be slutty all the time. Yeah, it's like it's but it's just in girl world where Halloween can be, is where you can dress like a total slut and no one can say anything, right? That's yep. mean girl says that. What are you? And she's just in underwear but has ears. It's like, I'm a mouse. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but then just 50 million years after the Great Dying, another mass extinction, number four of six, happened between the Triassic and Jurassic period. This is the oft-forgotten mass extinction of dinosaur times. Mm. While technically all geological periods end in extinction events, only the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous Paleogene boundaries were destructive enough to be considered mass extinctions. Oh, okay. The one that Jurassic Cretaceous boundary wasn't quite massively extinctifying enough. Okay. <laughs> also, in case you're wondering, so like the, the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction, the one with the meteor, that's five of six. In case you're wondering what six of six is, yeah, we're in it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's the human one. It's... Oh, whoa. <laughs> and based on the way species are dying right now. Excuse me, rude awakening. Yes, yeah, based on the way species are dying right now, it's about as bad as going to be as the, the, the great dying, the 95% one. It's it, We're killing species off about that same rate. What? I mean, hopefully it will stop before we wipe out 95% of all life on Earth. We're pretty good about it, though. Yeah, so like things are slowly getting better. Just is it fast enough? I think, honestly, what frustrates me about that the most is like, well, not only, like, saving creatures or, like, life forms, but, like, think about how all those things could benefit us. And, like, we could benefit us, like, medication or, like, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what could happen, like, be a result of these things that we're just carelessly throwing aside. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing, too. Also, a lot of people are like, oh, we'll be wiped out. Who cares? It's like, the scary thing is we probably won't be. Oh, you mean people? People. Like, a lot of people will be, but humans are stubborn. We will survive. Mm-hmm. But just think about the last few humans left in a just a wrecked world. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're like 95% of all life on Earth, including probably about 95% of humans, just gone. And it's just a wrecked world. And yeah, it will eventually recover. Is there a point where we, like, scientists think that will happen? Like, a year or a population amount? Uh, well, no, just if we just continue on this current trajectory. Okay, gotcha. So, gotcha. again, it might not happen. <laughs> and we're getting better. We're slowly getting better. Like, the ozone yeah. hole... And the Antarctic is basically gone now. 
we fixed it. So when some sometimes people like who are against fixing global warming are like, well, you guys kept going on about the ozone layer, and then that's not a problem. Yeah, because we fixed it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we can do the same with this. So just get stop using aerosol. Yeah, stop using all that hairspray, people. (laughs) I don't use much hairspray. Well, to be fair, I think modern hairspray doesn't have that much aerosol anymore. No, it doesn't. So. It's like I remember when like CFCs and then no CFCs was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was during our lifetime, right? So, so in case you're wondering, the movie and the musical and the movie of Hairspray <laughs> is responsible for the ozone hole. <laughs> How dare you, John Travolta, and your and your drag? Are you sure it's not just you because you don't like musicals? Yeah, I look. Well, to be fair, I don't mind Hairspray. I know you're not really the biggest fan of it. I mean, it's all right. It's, it's too cheerful. Yeah, it's like Mamma Mia. That movie's way too cheerful. I do like. Well, I like ABBA though. I, I, yeah, ABBA's all I'm right. I'm an ABBA fan. So the Triassic Jurassic event wiped out the dominant crocodile morphs, such as the Rhesusians and Atosaurs, which are these cool little crocodile creatures, mm-hmm. uh, as well as most of the Temnospondyl amphibians, which are like big salamander-like amphibians that got really big back then. How big is big? Like school thirty bus? feet. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest Temnospondyl. Like, could eat me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Uh, and the non-mammalian therapsids, which are like like the early creature reptiles that evolved into mammals. Mm, okay. They started getting kind of big, but then they didn't. But the ones that didn't evolve into mammals, they went extinct here. But the cause of this extinction, the Triassic-Jurassic one, is still unclear. One theory, based on some craters found in France, Ukraine, Russia, Canada, and the northern U.S., stipulates that it could be yet another asteroid impact, but what's more, a multiple impact event. Oh, wow. So, yep, instead of just one big hunk rock at the end of Cretaceous, a bunch of smaller rocks all crashed into the Earth over a period of a few million years. Wow. Boy, that must have been annoying for the creatures at the time. Like, imagine the poor Ryosukians dealing with one asteroid, barely scraping by and being like, okay, that was rough, but we made it, so good job, y'all. Wait, what's up in the sky? Not again! (laughs) (laughs) Then the second impact where the Rasukians once again barely made it through. They're like, okay, everyone, that was a little tougher, but hey, what doesn't kill you make you stronger, huh? Good job once again, everybody. Wait, what's the... Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> and then after that impact event, the Rasukians finally perished. The last one was probably sprawled about in the ash-covered ground, being like, not fair, <laughs> before succumbing to starvation. <laughs> I probably should show you what a, just so you can really visualize this fit, what a Ryosukian looks like. It's basically like a crocodile, but more upright in stance. It, it sounds weird. They look like dinosaurs, but they're more, they're crocodile, oh. they're more crocodile relatives. Okay. But they lived back then. And yeah, so you got something like this. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, close, close way to dinosaurs, but more closely related to modern crocodiles, so. Anyways, uh, so uh, those things, they, they didn't make it through this extinction. Uh, but in all actuality, the multiple impact theory isn't actually widely supported anymore. And more likely candidate was a series of volcanic eruptions in Morocco and Nova Scotia. Oh. That started a few thousand years before the extinction and continued to about 600,000 years after. Wow. We have evidence for that happening. Or perhaps a more gradual climate change event was the cause as widespread aridification and dropping sea levels are known to have happened at the end of the Triassic. Okay, so basically it became like Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe it was all this at once. Oh, wow. And only the com- combined was the extinction possible. So the Rastukans were like, all right, we survived several volcanoes, dropping sea levels and upwards of five asteroid impacts, and we're still alive, uh, being barely, but we made a good job once more. Your money, uh, nothing can kill us. Wait, why is everything so dry and arid now? Where's all our food? No! Oh, man. And then they die. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bring this up because uh, 
one group of terrestrial vertebrates that survived the Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic extinction without issue were, of course, the dinosaurs. Mm. And Dracoraptor was one such survivor. Since it lived in such close proximity of the extinction, it's in fact the earliest known Jurassic dinosaur. Oh. Which we can use to infer a lot about what happened both during the extinction and right afterwards. Mm. And how dinosaurs managed to use this opportunity to rebound and take over all the other niches available from the now gone Rhinosuchians and non-mammalian Therapsins, all the other ones that went extinct. Mm, okay. This, so this is actually, post-extinctions are actually really interesting times for life. Like right after extinctions, when like life is trying to get itself back together. Mm-hmm. Like we have some evidence for some creatures right after the, the Cretaceous extinction where the dinosaurs went extinct. Like Titanoboa, you know, that giant snake. Yeah. That's a post-extinction creature that like, it lived 60 million years ago. So not 65 million when the dinosaurs went extinct, 60 million years. So just a little bit after. Uh-huh. And a creature like that would have only been possible in a world like that where there wasn't quite a dominant force yet. So mm. evolution was trying to figure things out. There was also, at the time, a giant carnivorous turtle. Okay. Yeah, called Carbon Carbonemies or something. What? So it was eating other dinosaurs? Well, there were no dinosaurs. This is after the dinosaurs. Oh. This is right after. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, this is gotcha. right after the dinosaurs. And the mammals hadn't quite taken over yet. So. Okay. So this is like life trying to figure itself out after the dinosaurs were gone. What was it eating? Like fish. Okay. Uh, crocodiles. What? Yeah. Like maybe some small mammals. Oh, maybe good. Titanoboa. I don't know. It had a big, it looked like an alligator snapping turtle. Okay. But like the size of a car. Oh my. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We're doing an episode on that. Or we might have done one. I know I've got one in the pipeline on that creature. Oh, cool. But yeah. So basically. When there's a big extinction event that wipes out so much of life. Like the underdogs. Yeah. The the underdogs coming out and being like, okay, what do we do now? (laughs) And and that's what Draco Raptor was. I'm sure all this means nothing to you. But I'm I'm glad you're trying your best to just follow along. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, you're just here to be like, yeah, you go. Yay. (laughs) So I know other than all this information about the extinction itself, there's really not much to talk about with Draco Raptor. It's basically just a coelophysis, but. It barely distinguishable from that, which is a more commonly known dinosaur from the time. But here, again, I'll show you a picture of it just so you can really figure it out and see the score. Figure out what what to give a score of this creature, this survivor. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like the stripes. Yeah, this one of the uh, the National Museum Cardiff, whatever that is, life size model. It also looks like it could like um kind of hide like camouflage better maybe than other. Well, it also probably didn't need that much food, which would have been nice to survive all the aridification and meteors and other mm-hmm. stuff that, yeah. Well, that's Draco Raptor, so. Oh, I think it's cute. Yeah, so what, yeah. What, what do you give it out of 65 Ooh. million? Uh, How about 55? 55, wow. Yeah. Not 55, 55 million. Oh, no, 55 million, but still, yeah. no, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. No, that's actually quite a good score. I guess I did a good job explaining it. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Considering you did zero research on this one, because this one I kind of just threw on to you. <laughs> Like, hi, I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give it like a 30 million. I think it's oh. cool, but I don't know. It's it's kind of just. Like maybe too much overlap with other. Other. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Basically, it's just what the neatest thing about it is the fact that it's like the earliest Jurassic species. I think that makes it really cool. That is like the survivor. It's yeah. like, here we are. We've conquered. We've survived. I just like relate to on a, an existential level, maybe. But yeah. I do relate to it. Do you think you'd do well in a post-apocalyptic landscape? 
I feel like I'd be like, gosh, I'm still here. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, like, let's do this. You know, I kind of like the idea of a post-apocalyptic land snake where there's still some remnants of civilization. Mm. Where it's like, everyone has their own little hideouts. Like, have you ever seen the movie Love and Monsters? No. It's this movie that came out a couple years ago. I remember being really scared about it because there's a dog in, it, in a post-apocalyptic movie with a cute dog. Oh. You never know. But the dog survives. Oh. But it's actually, it's kind of a funny one because it's like, what happened in this post-apocalyptic world is that there was a meteor that was coming to hit the Earth. And then the governments of the world stopped the meteor by throwing a bunch of nukes at it. The problem was all the radiation from the nukes Ooh, yeah. <laughs> mutated all the bugs and made them, like, house-sized. Sounds like a government thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And then just wrecked things for everyone. But then, like, so it's about this guy and his girlfriend. And there's links that he's going to go to reach his girlfriend in a hideout that's, like, 70 miles away. Mm-hmm. And he's got this cool little hideout that's still got, like, running water. And- oh, They've got a power plant that they can use, and there's, like, a little bit of electricity. Hmm. But, you know, they still got to watch out for the bugs. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> and, sure. And like, But then there's a dog, and, like... I mean, that makes things of everything better. Yeah. There probably wouldn't be internet, so I couldn't... Oh, yeah. But to be fair, if there's a few people left, who would be internetting, you know? Yeah, that's true. What other people would you be interacting with? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. You're on YouTube of the post-apocalyptic world, and you're like, man, it's been a while since people have uploaded videos, because <laughs> like, there's only like six <laughs> users left uploading stuff. It's another vlog of someone be like, hey, this is day five million of, oh, man. of the post-apocalypse, and we're still here. <laughs> Using our own poop as fertilizer for our oh, crops. Oh no! <laughs> I always thought I would not survive very well in that type of a situation because I've uh, extremely bad eyesight. Oh. So like, once my glasses broke and I ran out of like contacts, That's I'd just true. be like, "All there's, right, well." There's not really a way to make new glasses, is there? <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know if you get back to the roots. Like, maybe if like, you know, some of the people who know how to make glasses still exist. Yeah. That's true. You just have to guard them with your life. Yeah. I feel like eventually there'd be a lot of tape. Yeah. <laughs> they'd just be like, oh no, some parts fell. Quick, we gotta keep it on as best we can. Like, I found this tiny thing of super glue. We can do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't think I'd survive because eventually they'd just be like, what am I even living for? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, there's living and then there's surviving. You oh, know? that's true. Yeah, for sure. Like, on that lovely note. I mean, this guy was a survivor. <laughs> he was. And then eventually a liver because they, they live. Not the liver is in the organ. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's it for this week if you want to get the whole show you can contact me at Methadon Creator on Facebook and Methadon64 on every other social media place like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok uh, they can, you, if you want you can look up uh, Christina Eilert if you want at, if you want at uh, Super Beetle Lover on Instagram she's a model so she's got some cool pictures stay respectful though yes please <laughs> just look at the pictures ooh and ah and then that's it yep <laughs> but then uh, I also have a, a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle no Draco Raptor in it because I didn't know what it was at the time when writing it but I do have another podcast called The Rit Wits where two twits talk about writing one of those twits is Mr. Greg himself the one who did not survive oh. a dinosaur being thrown at him yes poor Greg <laughs> poor Greg bye Greg also known as Matt David. Where did the name Greg even come from? It's because well, I thought you were Bob and he was Greg. So I yeah. think you two made it up. Right? No, I think I made up Bob. I think you made up Greg. Did I? Yeah. Oh well, hopefully. I, I think I did ask him if he was okay with it. And he was like, "Yeah, okay." Just there's too many Matts. <laughs> like my brother-in-law. <laughs> there are a lot around for sure. Yeah. Our generation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for this week. <laughs> as I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. 
I will survive. I will survive for as long as I know how, how to, to love. I know. Oh, is that? A, oh, is that how the lyrics go? I don't no. know. I don't know if that's how it goes. How does? How do you think it goes? I don't know. I'm bad with lyrics. As long as I know how to love, or yeah, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. Yeah, that makes sense. I got all my life to live. I got, got all, all my, my love, love to, to give. give. I don't know the rest. <laughs> that's Drake Raptor's theme song. <laughs> Anyways, bye. Bye. <laughs>